Hi, this is Alisa Hutnick. I am a partner at Kelly Dry in our marketing and advertising group. And I'm going to be talking about the California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA. Um, and in preparing for this podcast, one of, you know, I look, looking back at 18 years periodically, and it's, you know, maybe every five years, seven years, there comes along a statute or a rule that really has a seismic impact in the day-to-day practices of companies that we work with. And no surprise, um, just given by all the constant questions and chatter and angst uh, that CCPA is generating, uh, this falls right in that. And we have kind of the benefit of it's not in place yet. So the law passed, but it doesn't become effective till January 2020. We are going to then be awaiting clarifications and regulations by the state attorney general in July 2020, and the AG cannot enforce until then. That doesn't provide a whole lot of comfort, though, for so many clients, given some of the areas of ambiguity in the statute. And also, just looking outside of California, you have other states who are exploring taking either similar or divergent approaches to privacy legislation and out of concern that it's just not feasible as a practical matter to have 50 states regulate data practices of companies and have that work on a national scale. You've got growing momentum at the federal level to see if we can get federal privacy legislation passed that would have a preemption element to it. So as a, as a company and as one within the company trying to figure out what do we need to do now between now and January 2020, there are a lot of open questions. And so you have in one bucket, I understand there's uncertainty. I just need clarity. I need to build compliance operations. I need to get everything ready and kind of a race to to what is the big question. And then you have, on the other hand, I don't want to sink in a whole bunch of limited resources into designing a program, into designing compliance operations that are going to continually change um, with the goalposts moving in all different and sometimes potentially surprising directions. So the big picture question that we hear every day, perhaps multiple times a day, is what do we need to be doing for CCPA now? What is everybody else doing? Um, Because when you go to read online, you can see certainly all sorts of scare tactics on feeling like you are behind in compliance. And so part of this podcast was really, hopefully, to settle a bit of angst. Um, You know, in compliance, there's a lot there's a lot to be said to stay with the herd. And um, and that can be a compliant herd, but also pr- uh, built in that a bit of practicality and a bit of reason. So that that's the goal I would hope that folks who listen to this leave with. I thought one big point kind of starting out is what is not covered by CCPA, right? What are part of my business data practices that I can just say, whatever happens with CCPA, this is outside. And Starting with the exceptions, I just wanted to flag one big one. If you have data that is in aggregate form or de-identified, and those are defined terms, but once you take it out of the personal data realm so it's no longer at an individual user level, at an individual device level, or at an individual household level, but in that aggregate form, 
that's not subject to CCPA, and that's expressly provided for in the exceptions. So I think it's always helpful to think from a just an overall privacy minimization perspective, it's a good privacy house cleaning to say, are there parts of data that we keep in very personal forms that we really don't have a legitimate business purpose, we don't need it in that form, and we can really continue to do the business function as to that as to that bucket of data um, when it's in aggregate or de-identified form. And we often get on that front uh, questions, well, when is it aggregate enough? When is it de-identified enough? And there are defined terms in CCPA, and we'll see if those change in the future. But that, I think, the definitions are pretty helpful. And there's also a ton of industry standards because those concepts of aggregate and de-identified uh, personal data have been around. We've seen it in HIPAA. We have a NIST standard. So we've got lots of examples to really test kind of where is that line, what is reasonable based on your risk tolerance, um, to be able to, to feel comfortable that the data properly is outside the scope. So, so that's always kind of the big picture of what's out. I would also draw attention to some of the other exceptions that are in CCPA, because those are going to be pretty important as you think about, well, then within the what's in bucket, what do I need to do? So getting to that what's in bucket, CCPA is all about personal data. And the trend line from the Federal Trade Commission and others on privacy within the US has really been pushing to, to think about personal data uh, beyond what we used to see in contracts, right? Beyond the name and specific things about a person, but getting to if we are tracking a specific user on their device, cross-device uh, cross tracking, if we are tracking behavioral habits about a household, so really thinking about that zip code level down to a household, um, that's viewed as personal information. The, the definition for the term personal information, personal data in the CCPA is very, very broad. We're talking about terms that you know really build in a lot of inferences. So that's, that's a big bucket of angst in, in thinking about how do you think about that in the big picture. I think kind of just at that step-by-step -step level, there's certainly specific identifiers that you can look at how the data uses data and, and reasonably figure that's gonna be considered personal data. And then thinking about that outer sphere of identifiers that may or not be in or out. And that's one of the areas where, in terms of moving goalposts, we probably are gonna get more business guidance, clarifications in the, in the forthcoming regulations by the Attorney General. So those are good things to keep in mind. One of the other questions besides what's out and what's in that we often hear about besides personal data is, well, is this statute going to be preempted? It, what, do, what should I be doing that will not be a lost cause given what's happening on the federal level? And that's a very important question. And the way that we answer it for most folks is, and particularly those who have not gone through the whole GDPR uh, efforts and, and really are just now taking a GDPR program and applying it into a US context, um, I would say for either that kind of situated company or one folk that hasn't started that approach yet uh, within the US is what would work regardless of what the name of the statute is. And so that, that certainly starts with knowing what personal data you have. And so doing that type of data mapping, data inventory, um, where yes, use CCPA perhaps as a model, um, understanding again the data that clearly would be treated as personal data and that outer rim. 
and walk through what you have, the source of that data, how it's being used, the retention, the same type of overall privacy program that we've got a lot of industry standards and guidance on how to do. That effort you would need regardless of whether it's federal law in place that, that gets enacted or if we're dealing with CCPA. So as part of those phase one efforts, that data mapping, the data inventory, that's gonna be well worth the time regardless of what happens ahead in terms of CCPA versus federal privacy legislation. And the timing on that, you know, set some set some goals. So I would say perhaps over the next several months, right, get the stakeholders motivated to, to figure out who's going to do what on the data mapping so that you've got a realistic sense of what the company is doing now, what it plans to do as to the personal identifiers within scope. And then come up with a timeline for what would be a phase two and what would be a phase three mapping out till for now, January 2020, um, so that if you had to get into compliance by that date, the efforts along the way that are going that you would need to implement and have the resources to help do that. And so there's certainly buckets of items that you could put in a, a phase two and a phase three, and perhaps we'll have another podcast that goes into those details and, and hopefully update as we get legal developments along the way. So with that, thank you so much. If you've got questions, just reach out to any of us at Kelly Dry and our advertising and privacy group.